I wonder if uh, home See, 3D I, is going to last at all. I don't really have much of a desire to... Neither do I. I really don't. Especially, I mean, I kind of hate dealing with it in the theater. I don't want to have to watch everything in 3D at home. Yeah, I mean, glassesless 3D could be cool, but I'd have to I'd have to see it. I'd be for that as long as I could turn it on and off, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't want to have to deal with wearing glasses at all at home. And what if, you're, what if you're homesick and you're like, oh, I don't feel good. I'm just going to watch some TV. Let me put on these 3D glasses. <laughs> Before I even got the glasses on, <laughs> you just have to you have to have some 2D options still. Not everyone's yeah. always ready for 3D. Well, cool. Okay. Meanwhile, so Tron, you want to open and we can talk about Christmas, or we can just pretend like that never happened. <laughs> we should pretend it Christmas did happen. Time, I forgot. How was how was your Christmas, Logan? We missed a show last week because of crazy holidayness and technical difficulties on my end, which I apologize for. I, I don't recall any technical difficulties. Oh, it was Skype broke on me. Oh, this is with the, your your laptop. Mm -hmm. I feel like this was already like months and months ago. <laughs> years and years. No, no, my my Christmas was fine. Uh, I guess the, yeah, the catch up is that Ryan bought this awesome new super cool laptop, and it was actually like a lot of things is actually too cool for our show. No, no, it wasn't a laptop. It was Skype. Skype. I've been mad at Skype for this, weeks, and this oh, was the no. end of glass straw. But no, we yeah, sorry everyone. I we couldn't get Skype to talk to Callburner, which is the program we use to record these shows, and so we didn't do a show last week. Yeah, they kind of screwed us over. And meanwhile, we ended up seeing each other, though, just in passing. Mm -hmm. um, I was walking down one street, you were walking down the other. Right, and I was like, is that, is that Logan? And then you turned away. You didn't I was like, meet is, my that, is that Logan? Because I was looking in a mirror. Right, and it was. And then, while looking in the mirror, I saw you on the other side of the street, but that's why I was turned away, because I was looking at myself. You were dressed either like Steve McQueen or some kind of like art thief. Like, I, had, I haven't seen you for, like, a year, and you were dressed in, like, a tight black jacket and, like, a black newsboy hat, like you're about to go rob someplace. I will gladly accept both. It was a blue jacket, mind you. Oh, all right. Um, but the uh, the hat you'd seen before, I actually realized that hat uh, may soon appear in How To Part 3. Oh, yeah, I forgot that hat existed then. Possibly. <laughs> it didn't just come into being on my head one day. Yeah. Some things do. Yeah. Um, but, no, it was, uh, it was good seeing Ryan as well. Ryan was wearing a... Uh, a uh, little cheap number, I believe. Easy that was just honest. my date. Oh, <laughs> a little cheap number. Um, but no, we were both both very well dressed, and we went out and we on the town. Yeah, it was very much like a date, but neither of us commented on that. Neither of us uh, got lucky until now. Right. Um, but no, now we're back, and as you can tell by this incredibly witty banner, I know you missed us. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> but we're here to talk about the movie we should have talked about last week, which is Tron and its new sequel, Tron Legacy. Yes, yeah, we kind of plugged on the site, so maybe you had some time to see it. Um, if you hadn't seen Tron, you were kind of out of luck. Um, I think we discussed in the show before that it didn't actually show up on DVD um, or Blu-ray before right. this one came out. And um, it kind of goes back and forth here, but I, I guess the general consent is that uh, Disney did not want to release it. Yeah, is that what we're going to... Well, that's the rumor. I mean, I'm willing to believe it. I, I guess, you know, it's it's sort of... Um, the original Tron definitely has a lot of fans, but it's also considered to be sort of a really cheesy movie, and it's definitely a movie that you could argue hasn't aged well, especially from a technical perspective. Yeah, but um, it, didn't, it didn't do so well for Disney, even at the time. No. Um, so they, I can understand whether like our brand new, huge moneymaker Tron Legacy, we don't want people to be put off by the original, but of course... Then why make a sequel? It's sort of a, it's, yeah, it's sort of a thing, but it's kind of weird because I feel like it's odd that Disney would turn down a chance to make a lot of money, um, by you know once again catching a new version of Tron. I feel like since the last Tron I think came out in two thousand one, mm -hmm. 
on the last uh, the I think that was a 20th anniversary DVD. Or maybe it's, yeah, I think it was 2001, maybe 2002. Um, but uh, it's kind of weird, you know. Usually, the way Disney works, I almost expected another DVD to come out the very next year. Like yeah, in 2004 they released you know, a newer edition of Tron. You know, back from out of the vault and whatnot. I'm sure uh, it'll come out next year with the release of the Tron Legacy DVD. Yes, which could be a cool set, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then, you know, I, I might pay a little extra to see Tron on Blu-ray, the original Tron. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's talk about that now. Uh, if you did manage to see it, um, then I, I will assume you were actually somewhat of a fan. I, I think very few people stumble across Tron and just watch it. By accident. It's the, yeah, it's one of those movies you kind of watch five minutes of, and if you, if you by then you know you like it or you kind of turn it off, I think. Right. You just, you just don't go with it. Well, I had you'd seen Tron. You were a fan of Tron. Oh, yeah, several times. Right, I had right. not seen Tron, and I purposely didn't learn anything about it. I wanted to go in fresh. And I will say, oh, the only knowledge of Tron I had was Jeff Bridges was in it, and uh, Bruce Boxleitner was in it, who I only knew from being in Tron, and also from a great home movies joke. And, yeah, I was going to get to that joke. Right. Uh, and that it was vaguely to do with being sucked into computers and playing video games inside the computer. I was unprepared for the fact that the crux of the plot of Tron is Jeff Bridges is trying to prove the ownership rights of a video game he created. See, no one remembers, and even every time I watch it, I'm like, oh yeah, plot. No one remembers what actually goes on in Tron. All I remember from Tron is that they play cool games. It's like playing video games inside a video game. Right. But it's kind of neat. It's copyright squabbles over, like, a Pong ripoff. Exactly. Which is hilarious to me. Um, But anyway, I thought it was more like asteroids. Yeah, you're right. It's more like an asteroids or a space invaders. Space paranoids. Maybe, yeah, I think space, I don't know. I can't remember if I actually saw the game. I think about it. Um, But anyway, no, I had kind of liked Tron for a long time. It's, uh, I'd seen it once when I was little, and I didn't rediscover it so much until, uh, I think, in college. Um, And then I ended up buying the 20th anniversary edition DVD or getting it. Uh, for birthday or Christmas, perhaps I can't remember. Uh-huh. Uh, but then I, I think I watched that two or three times. I put it aside. I watched it again about three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I, of course, I got really excited. Tron Legacy is coming out, so I was like, okay, I can't ruin this with Tron just yet. I'll wait. Um, and then I watched it again recently, getting ready for Tron Legacy. And you know, every single time, Ryan, I'm always very, very excited. Uh, but this cool little opening where it's like the Tron, you know, the the words kind of turn into like the Tron guy, mm-hmm. um, and that kind of turns into uh, like a circuit board, and that turns into like a city. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be so cool. And then you get still live action part. I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. And there's that girl from Caddyshack. All, all <laughs> there. This is nice. Um, and then he gets inside. I'm like, oh, this is even cooler. And then I Inside think the I kinda, computer, not inside yeah. the girl from Caddyshack. Then he gets the girl from Caddyshack. Right. Um, that was Michael O'Keefe, just in case you were wondering. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, then he gets uh, he goes inside the computer. I'm like, yeah, this is even cooler. And then he plays some games. I'm like, this is really neat. And I think somewhere around the 45-minute mark, I always nod off. It's, um, yeah. But then I wake up just in time where they're on this like beam being pulled towards uh, 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 master control, and I'm like, oh, this, they're talking a lot, maybe. And then I'm like, oh, big spooky face! I saw this on South Park. This is scary. <laughs> yeah. And then he's the over. No, it's it's a movie that you're right. It revolves around him trying to um, reclaim the rights to a video game he designed that was stolen from him uh, by David by, Warner. By yes, a company that he worked for um, has that he worked for it when it was you know run by this little old man who's very nice in the movie, um, and then it got taken over by David Warner and uh, who uh, I saw recently in Twin Peaks I think. Uh-huh. Uh, Tron is interesting now from all the people I recognize from, from other stuff except for Bruce Boxleiter. He's like, please work anybody. <laughs> can can you please do a sequel to Tron in about ten years? <laughs> uh, I'll give you a call. Make it eighteen. Um, but then. 
uh, it's I don't know Tron. There's I I can't I, I don't. That's kind of the plot there. And then through a series of events, uh, he gets you know sucked into his own uh, computer world kind of, and he meets programs that he's uh, not that he's designed that his friend has designed, um, and other programs have kind of been. And he sees what's going on. There's this whole thing where they're getting captured by uh, Master Control and getting turned into different things and being forced and dying, and he sees that's not actually not too different from our own world, Ryan. <laughs> it's actually um, quite different from our own world, I think. <laughs> Although the similarity and, is that a program you create uh, looks like you in Tron world. Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, he meets you know, who he thinks is his friend Alan, but it ends up being Alan's program, Tron. And Tron, the name, a lot of people don't remember who Tron is either. At least that's my impression. Yeah, that's totally true. I feel, well, you know, even the big Tron super nerds talk about the Tron world. And that's, like, you know, when Jeff Bridges goes into the computer, he's in the Tron world. And the new one when he's in the computer, when they're in the computer, it's the Tron world. And yeah. um, that's actually, that's just being inside the computer world, I guess it would be. But I think Tron's just kind of used now to describe everything. Well, that's... Tron- to be fair, that's because this movie, there's no reason that it's called Tron. Like, yeah, it's mostly it really, about another character other than Tron. Yeah, and you kind of expect Tron to do a lot more. Um, and yeah, he kind of, obviously because he's Tron, he saves the day. But he's not, like, the main guy, I don't think. It's more, you know, Jeff Bridges also trying to get back to his, the real world as well um, and reclaim the game he created. Um, and all this is, for the most part, it's pretty interesting. But what keeps you entertained, uh, especially now, are, are the effects, which are, some are still amazing, to be honest with you, um, and some of it's just kind of cool to look at now. Uh, I feel it's it's sort of a lot of it, um, like shooting while in the Tron world, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they tried to to shoot, they had to shoot it in black and white, and they added the color effects later, and that just kind of looks cool because their face is all washed out and gray and kind of like flashy looking, mm-hmm. um, while everything else is in color and, and really neat. Uh, there's some awesome costumes that abound as well. Um, and just <laughs> trying to hear them talk their way through this is really funny, too. And uh, for what's worth, Flynn is a little too easy going with this whole thing. He's instantly like, oh, hey, Alan. The guy's like, I don't know this, Alan. Like, in my Tron world, they all have computer voices. Right. Um, but then he, and then, you know, he's like, oh, okay. And then later on, he sees him. He's like, hey, Alan, I mean Tron. Like, he's, he's just instantly now into it. Um, he, well, it's of, Jeff Bridges. What do you want? He's yeah, like, no, no, even he's in the earlier part like of the movie, he's so easygoing. He's like, hey, man, why don't we sneak into my old place I worked at, and I'm going to hack everything up. He's a... <laughs> how can he hack, hack? Then he's, he's so, in the computer world. He's like, hey, man, I'm in a computer. It's the world of Tron. They're like, it's not the world of Tron. Tron's a character. <laughs> Get it he's right, like, hey, okay? man, don't worry about it. Um, he's so easygoing that when invited to, he will just sit in front of a big laser gun. <laughs> And hack away. No, I love that her desk is one, like, buried in the bowels of this building. Um, she, they have to go up and... Do you know they would actually go down steps, then go up steps to yeah. the next... Uh, yeah. And then they... And she's like, and here's my desk, and right behind her desk, aimed at it, is this gigantic ray gun. Yeah, we time. should introduce this... Uh, what's her name? Right Laura or something? Thing. Oh, I forget now. Um, There's... There, this is very interesting and weirdly... It's very interesting and weirdly underdeveloped subplot or main plot or something going on because the, we learned from the real world that there's this um, this woman who also uh, works at MCOM, which is the company, who used to date Jeff Bridges, but now she's dating Bruce Boxleitner, and then the, that, that's going to be like a little tension there, but there just isn't then. No, like, it's just the fun tension. It's Walt Disney tension, I think. Yeah, but then in Tron world... It's like they kind of, maybe there's a subplot where like yeah. Jeff Bridges and, and she kind of get it's, together, and then he comes out and he's like, oh, you guys don't remember any of that because it was Tron World, but I'm pretending you do. There's this great bit where uh, Jeff Bridges pretty much introduces STDs to the Tron World. 
Um, not really. But he does is like he makes out with a computer program, right, Ryan? Uh-huh. Then he's like, I'm, you know, he's he's like, I may die. Let me make out of you. I don't know how that possibly feel. Then he runs off and he saves the day and he disappears. Meanwhile, she's stuck around now back in the computer world. She's like, hmm, let me try this on Tron. And so he's like, I think his actual line is, I like that. Or something like that, too, after she kisses him. It's a security program and a laser control program making out, Logan. It's yes. hot. It's too hot. It was Some would argue. It was late night hot. Uh-huh. It, was, it was so hot it had to be at the end of the movie. Uh, but no, that's uh, that's that's a bit too. But the uh, I, don't, I don't know what the exact parallels with the real world were supposed to be here, or what her her program was in was in charge of releasing tanks or something like that. I think. I think it was the laser control program because she laser. runs the laser. Okay. But the great thing is, like they he at the end of the movie, not to ruin Tron for everybody, but uh, Jeff Bridges doesn't die. He comes out and he makes some witty bon mot to the other two in the real world that they could not possibly have any memory of because they weren't there. It was just their computer programs. Right. And he's like, "Get it, everybody!" And before and they can say, CEO. "I don't get it," it's just yeah. And he's like CEO. Yeah, right. And then he flies in on a, a giant helicopter. <laughs> Which, I was Which, watching this with a friend, and, and he and I noticed that, like, that's a fairly dangerous shot. Like, the helicopter oh, banks it, in at a crazy angle, and then actual Jeff Bridges gets out. Yeah, exactly. It's all one shot. And then my favorite part is, like, they plan that much, and they're like, oh, well, how do we actually end the movie? So it just moves over to the left. Right, exactly. like, and there's some of the city, and fade down. Uh, oh. Which is kind of... Um, but no, all the... This is actually why we both love Tron, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always said that Tron is my favorite bad movie, but actually, I think it, Tron's actually a pretty good movie. I'll be honest with you. It's a wacky, um, entertaining movie. Yes. That is it's all the more wacky when it's completely implausible and over the top. It's a lot of fun, and everyone in it is super invested into it as well. Um, and for what's worth, Disney also treated this like a huge feature. Uh, they poured a lot of money into it, and I think it shows still. Mm-hmm. Um, and But, you know, that's also some of the appeal, that it doesn't show at all. that. <laughs> It looks kind of goofy, um, yeah. but no, I I highly recommend Tron to to certain people. Um, the gays are one. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, no, I I I think Tron's a great movie, Ryan. I was uh, not to jump ahead, but I was super excited to hear that several years later, almost uh, thirty years later, I think. Uh, uh, like, hey, make uh, Tron. Yeah, yeah. Two. Yeah, I think we're what two 18. or three years now. Eighteen. Yeah. Wait, no, eighteen years later. Eighty-two. No. So. I don't know. I guess. 28, no. you're right. Yeah, so almost 30. I was about to say, the 20th anniversary DVD made no sense then, Ryan. If it's only you're right. 18, yeah, 28, sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, Tron from Logan gets a 7. Well, my opinion is this. Basically, uh, Tron is, uh, is a crazy, wacky, fun movie. It definitely suffers from long stretches where not a lot goes on or where what's going on is completely uninteresting. They, and, they, and during those stretches, they uh, expect the effects to kind of cover it and work for it, but sometimes they, they don't. Well, yeah, well, now, like, now that uh, it's you know, uh, the year 2010 or whatever year it is, for the next, for next couple of days it is, and um, it's we, we, you know, large, flat, you know, square, gray squares aren't as impressive as they used to be. Um, that stuff doesn't quite work as well. But it's still really entertaining, and it's usually just in time for, just you know, when you're about to nod off, Jeff Bridges will show up and say something wacky, and it all works out. Right. Uh, and it ends in such a crazy, over-the-top way that it, it still ends up working. So, Anyway, so I give it a 7 as well. Well, Trauma's always one of those movies I'd get excited when I found someone else had actually seen it. I get really excited when I was going through someone's DVD collection. I saw Trauma sitting on their shelf. While robbing their house. While robbing their house. Uh, but, um, so I don't, I don't know, it's... It's weird because I feel like throughout these years, past years, Ryan, okay, 
I, I would always bring up Tron. I'd talk about it, and people would be like, oh, he's the life of the party. Guys over there in corner talking about Tron, right? Now, <laughs> Theatrically, t- theatrical asides related yes. to you. As it turns, as it turns out, the, now you know several years. Several years after all that, they actually make a Tron sequel, and suddenly everyone always knew about Tron. They loved Tron, mm-hmm. um, and I can't quite understand where that came from. But uh, Disney apparently knew it was it was big in the oven at some point because uh, somewhere down the line they figured they could cash in with a Tron sequel, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that lead the, the lead is like, where did this possibly come from? Is my little like okay. prequel talk here. That's your. I thought that was um, your, your lead into the. the, the, the we know that like what they did was they made uh like Tron 2.0 came out. Uh huh. I played that. And it was actually somewhat exciting. Now this uh, is a video game in what the 90s. Late, yes, no, it was right, early right. 2000s, I think. And they had Bruce Boxleiter and uh, John Stamos's wife at the time. She's in it too. It's about his son, uh, right? Jet Bradley or something. Jet Bradley, what are you talking Alan about? Alan Brady's son. Oh, Alan I thought you were talking son. about John Stamos' son. Yeah, like, that's you not know, true John at all. Stamos' right? son. Um, it, they had to like, rescue him, and there's some cool stuff going on and that sort of thing. I don't quite understand how they were able to mate, but like I said, Jeff Bridges introduced some weird stuff before he left. Sure. Uh, but no, some awesome stuff's going on Tron. You had this cool little disc thing, you know, the disc they throw and like, hit people and then bounce back to you. It was really kind of cool. Um, but, it, you know, I didn't play this and think, oh, cool, you know, this is like a Tron sequel. Now they're going to make that. And so when they actually started making that at first, I was like, I don't know if I believe this. Um, That's that when it was starts... Tron still, right? Yeah, right. Yes, exactly. Then the footage started sneaking out online, and then next thing I knew there was a huge poster over Times Square or something like that. Uh, and then the first teaser came out, and Ryan, this I, I think I honestly said this on the podcast a few times in the past, uh, but I was moved to tears. <laughs> that was a great teaser, and there was almost no talking in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just these great visuals, and it's everything I wanted to see in a, uh, a Tron sequel. I was like, whoa, you know, it looks like Disney actually pretty much took the first one, they've cleaned it up a lot, and they've just made it visually impressive now, it's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as that goes, I, w- I w- didn't quite deliver, okay? So what I'm saying is, you know, I fell in love with this teaser instantly, and uh, what I got was a completely different experience that I also loved. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of happy to hear Tron Legacy. I agree. I mean, I think that uh, a good sequel, especially one to an older movie, doesn't forget, you know, why the first one was popular. And this, even in this case, when the first one wasn't really that popular. But the exactly. thing that you like about about Tron, it's sort of twofold. One is the sort of crazy over-the-top story, and the other one is the visuals, which now have aged. So now we have our updated visuals in 3D with the crazy, you know, sort of uh, retro awesome style. And we've got the a continuation, surprisingly, of the same story. I mean, they definitely—it's a definitely separate story that stands alone from Tron. Basically, we're focusing around uh, Kevin Flynn, who is Jeff Bridges' son uh, in the future, who gets sucked in looking for his dad, who he hasn't seen for his entire life. Turns out, his dad's in Tron world. He's got to help him out. And uh, we had to see <laughs> Clue. Uh, we forgot to mention Clue. Clue in the first movie appears very briefly as a program Jeff Bridges writes, and of course he looks like Jeff Bridges because he wrote the program. That's how Tron right. World works. So he gets to, to play Evil Clue in this new movie, um, who looks like him when he was 20 years younger, and they use awesome computer effects to make this happen. So he actually gets to play these dual roles, and I couldn't, as I was watching this, I couldn't remember ever seeing Jeff Bridges as a villain before. No, I'm sure he um, has, but... Uh, yeah, The Vanishing pops in the mind, of course. Okay. Um, which I think you and I watched one night. I don't remember it. It's him and Kiefer Sutherland, I believe Sandra Bullock. Um, which was a remake of like a Swedish film or something like that. I remember um, Vic, this Lucy. I don't remember the plot. I think it's the vanishing, where he's like crazy hitchhiker guy in a way. Oh he's in, like, yes, cabin on the woods. Yeah. Um, anyway, but I thought okay. you know he was good. That movie itself wasn't anything amazing. Uh, but 
Um, it's I don't know. I, I see Jeff Bridges doing a lot of stuff, but basically the Jeff Bridges I see now is always kind of like laid back. Uh, you know, everything's fine, Jeff Bridges. Lebowski, Jeff Bridges. Or um, the the exact opposite, which is kind of what we're getting now in True Grit and what uh, like uh, How to Lose Friends and Alienate People. The I'm in charge, Jeff Bridges. Iron this Man, is the way Jeff Bridges. Going to go. it, Iron Man, Jeff Bridges is exactly right. He has the physique to play. Uh, he has like the built uh, to play both characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it always works out pretty well. But I've I, you know I've always liked Jeff Bridges. Um, He's he's known in Hollywood as being a pretty nice guy too, very laid back and whatnot. Sure, um, and that's kind of exactly what he brings to this. There's moments where I thought where it looked like, oh, you know, you, uh, the cast, the crew, the director, the writer, all those people um, were not actually involved with the original trial. Okay, Ryan, mm-hmm. most of them were actually really young when that movie came out. Uh, so it's obvious that when Jeff Bridges came on set, they just kind of did whatever Jeff Bridges wanted to do. Mm-hmm. He's the one guy here that's that's old and retro. Uh, so. Uh, and it kind of shows because he there's a lot more Zen type Jeff Bridges in this movie I thought, um, but that was a good thing. I kind of like where Flynn's gone in this film. Yeah, uh, and there's there's more to it. I, I think you got to yeah, Clue's kind of taking over things here uh, and doing different things in in this new place they're in uh, and how this relates to the first Tron uh, and uh, parts of the original like what we've learned from the original film. It's kind of tossed in there. Well, the plot, if anything, does get super complicated, like almost. Um, to the point where it gets jagged. It doesn't quite all work out sometimes. Well, it's um, not... I think it's actually kind of uncomplicated in a weird way. I mean, it's it's, it's well, just so straightforward. It's basically the plot of Tron. I mean, it's just I like, think, we have to get to this portal. I think what makes it complicated is they give backstory where no backstory is really needed. Um, and also, this backstory raises up... Raises, raises up. It also, this backstory, you know, brings up a lot more questions, I think, um, than anything else. Like, apparently the... Uh, well, I guess I don't want to give away too much about... Second act type stuff, um, but needless to say, yes, uh, Flynn and his son do get together, and that's when things really start rolling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yes, yeah, you're right. From there, it's just a race to the portal. Um, I, while I was not so much with Clue as a villain in this film at first, uh, you know, I was in love with Master Control, what can I say? Sure. Um, I, it did get turned around. Like, seeing Jeff Bridges argue with himself is pretty awesome. <laughs> right. Uh, and this is the uh, same effects team that brought us uh, uh, Brad Pitt and Benjamin Button. Which he um, doesn't look quite that good. I, I agree, actually. Well, Benjamin Button to me never looked that great either. Really? Um, I it, thought Benjamin Button was great. Uh, that was Honestly, that was the visually. best part Button in the movie, yes. Uh, the fact that it was visually amazing. Um, but I, it's here, it's kind of weird. And I think I told you this, right? It's odd that uh, they tried, they feel, it seemed like they weren't that confident because they tend to hide young Jeff Bridges' face, young Flynn, in a lot of shadows. Yeah. And I felt that's when it looked the worst. Because um, not only were you hiding it, but then you had to do weird stuff to, to kind of like make it match the shadow and the shadow effect. I think the uh, biggest problem was the lip sync was off a lot. Um, that did seem to be the case. And then uh, when he was in bright light, I thought it actually better. For me, the, uh, the lip sync, um, some of the eye movements, uh, but the biggest one, I think, was the hair. Uh, the clue in this Neutron world, his hair does not move for anything, Ryan. Well, never. we've never seen Clue's hair. He had a helmet in the first movie, so maybe just uh, computer program hair is just weird. Just weird. Okay, I'm I'm willing to let that go. We I should guess. mention you know, we also see Bruce Boxleitner as young Tron briefly, but only from a distance. Only from a distance. Um, and not then Tron really... does show back up in the movie. Yes. Well, I don't know. Do you want to reel that? Maybe I should get that. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we see young Bruce Boxleitner as well, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's pretty cool. You know, it's only from a distance, and it's in another one of those little flashback stories and whatnot. But it adds some some edge to Tron, and you're kind of like, oh, maybe there is a legacy to Tron. Who knows? A legacy related to John? Which is kind of, the movie, I don't know if it ever really pays off as far as that goes. Well, that's a big criticism I have of Tron Legacy, is that Tron the character doesn't do enough in it. 
Yes, I absolutely agree. Um, we don't want to give too much away about that, but yeah, he does play a part. Mm-hmm. Uh, I almost said it play a minor part, but it's actually, this is the weird thing, right? It seems like it's supposed to be not a major part, but a bigger part, but it comes across as a minor part on accident. Mm-hmm. And that, see, a lot of that is like, oh, you know what? We you know, we spend all this money de-aging Jeff Bridges. I don't want to spend it on Bruce Boxlider. It's That's really, really how it looks. Yeah, he actually, you know what? He actually aged pretty well, too. Uh, the actual actor, uh, and he was really good in this. He he kind of brought the he brought everything that he brought to the original Tron as far as acting goes. Um, and the kid who played Jeff who plays Jeff Bridges' son is very well, very good too. I can't remember his name. Garrett something. Uh, he fits into the role very well. Um, He's serviceable. He, he kind of has this like Jeff Bridges, uh, young Jeff Bridges look to him too, mm-hmm. uh, and the devil could devil make hair attitude. Um, but it, I don't know. There's a lot going on in this movie that doesn't need to be going on. Uh, they they do a lot right. Uh, I think for the most part, the 3D was excellent. Um, they they don't waste any time. They know what we liked uh, most of all about Tron, where, where the games, light cycles, and the ball toss and all that stuff. They get right to that, um, and it's super awesome. Like that's pretty. Much, it's kind of funny because right when you're in the Tron world, um, I like that now, now we've talked about we're still calling it the Tron mm-hmm. world. Um, which is an amusement park run by Tron, the uh, the guy. Uh, <laughs> right. the, the instantly starts playing these games, and it's it's really cool. And this is a very long movie, um, but because it spends so much time doing visual things like that, um, it's worth your time. I think even if you haven't seen the original Tron, I would kind of I'd tell you to like go ahead and throw down the fourteen bucks or whatever a three D ticket costs now, um, and see Tron Legacy. I think uh, it's it's probably one of the most uh, it's probably one of, the, one of the most fun times you're going to have in the theater this year. And the 3D is really, really good. Well, I think that you should go in with a knowledge of Tron, to be honest with you. I feel like that's where that's where a lot of my enjoyment came from. I think that if you're just going in and seeing this uh, new for the first time, I don't think it's going to be as impressive or entertaining as as it would be otherwise. I don't think it's going to survive on the merits of, of just being a standalone film, necessarily. But having the knowledge of the original film, which, because it's a sequel, you can assume that you should, uh, I think it, it fares pretty well. I think that it's... Um, a little bit silly, but I guess what do you want from Tron? And yeah, anything uh, with the Tron name attached to it. Yeah, and I think Jeff Bridges does really well. I think that uh, the kid Sam is definitely adequate. Um, there are some really weird and silly plot elements uh, involving Olivia Wilde's character, but she's actually pretty good in it. And I I like her on House, and I was surprised to see that she could play someone other than that character because I kind of assumed she couldn't. But she plays a pretty different character from her character on House, so I thought that was uh, pretty good as well. I'd never seen her before, but I thought she was good in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, as far as the movie actually kind of works around the fact that uh, you have not seen Tron. It really opens with Jeff Bridges explaining oh, it. Yeah. And, uh, and the funny thing is, uh, Jeff, Bridges, the, uh, Flynn, uh, Jeff Bridges as Flynn looking back on the events of Tron, it's really not that amazing to him. He's like, yeah, pretty much I just turned that into a cash cow. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and he's like, he pretty much flat out tells us, he's like, you know, if I don't come home one day, I got sucked in the Tron world. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> It'll probably happen uh, tonight. Bye. <laughs> no, it, I, I think there's enough tossed in there where I, I, I think you're right to an extent that if you uh, have seen Tron, you're gonna have a lot more fun with this movie. Um, but if you've not, this is a good roller coaster ride of a film, uh, and it, it's definitely a great film for this for winter. I think too. Let me ask: Was the implication that he married what's her face from Caddyshack? No, no, no. There's a. Have you? Did you not read anything about this? No. Uh, apparently, this like it's confirmed the Tron universe that she married Bruce Boxleider. Okay. Um, and they did not ask. Uh, I can't. I knew her name until Lacey Underalls is her name. Yeah, I mean, helps at all. Yeah. Um, oh man, I can't believe Cindy Morgan. Okay. Um, the Cindy Morgan. 
has like she did something recently for Tron, um, and she was very disappointed they didn't ask her. To, I think it was something Disney World related. Mm-hmm. Um, she's very disappointed they didn't actually ask her to be in the movie. Um, but it's been confirmed in several different uh, places from different sources, obviously, uh, Tron-related sources. That yeah, she married Tron-related Bruce- sources. She married Bruce Boxleider in the real world. Uh-huh. Um, as far as what was going on in the the Tron world from the first movie, I don't know what happened. Maybe they did live happily ever after there. Um, I don't think Flynn introduced marriage to them, so maybe that didn't quite work out so well. So maybe their their computer selves didn't get along, but their real life selves did. What a what a dichotomy! That's a comic book spinoff waiting to happen. I wanted, you know, they could have had um, Alan have one throwaway line about he has to get home to his wife, Cindy Morgan, or Lacey Underalls from Caddyshack, you know? <laughs> right, and he would have said just that. <laughs> she was really depressed she couldn't be in the movie anyway, bye. <laughs> right. right. Uh, but, See, no, she... I, that was kind of like a question left open. But that's, I think, you know, that's, if that's our biggest complaint about the movie, then, um, yeah. then we should be doing some crappy podcast where we just ramble on about Tron for an hour. Sounds like uh, us. Anyway, but, I give it a 7, same as the first I movie. give it a 7 as well, and my rating went back and forth because I initially left saying, you know, hey, that wasn't Tron. Tron is this great, like... <laughs> the way that <laughs> that's after you saw Tangled and you missed it. Yeah, I saw Tangled instead. Uh-huh. Um, Tron, something about Tron has this great, uh, like, lovability factor to it. And, and looking back, I'm thinking that might be just be the fact that it's aged like it has. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead down on a limb here and give Tron Legacy a 7 as well. It's As far as films go, I had to look at my list for 2010, but it's definitely the most fun film I've seen this year, Ryan. Oh, yeah? Um, I, nothing else springs to mind that was just this much fun. It's kind of one I want to go to again as well. Um, not in the way that where I want to see Inception again, but in the way that's like, oh, Tron was just visually cool. Um, I definitely want to like already watch the light cycle scene from Tron Legacy again. Yeah. Because um, that was just, I, I was mouth open. I was like, this is amazing. Yeah, that was definitely awesome. And they uh, amped it up with some light uh, light okay. jets, essentially, as well. It's really neat. Yeah. Um, well, we're no longer talking about it, but for a while we did talk about Tron Legacy at CriticalIn.com. We did. And, uh, I, was excited. I was like, it's coming, watch out, hide your daughters! Yes, and uh, by the way, anyone over the holiday break who briefly could not get to the site or the site was slow... Uh, just to let you know, the site is all back up and on a much faster server now. So criticalend.com, you should be able to get everything much faster. And if you're still using critical-end.com, the old address, stop it. Uh, yeah, nobody likes you. Yeah, that, that's uh, not the address anymore. But we'll we'll still redirect you for a while. Where else are we? Um, I go to iTunes to download all my critical end needs. Good boy. I uh, Where else are we, you ask? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, whenever I'm on Twitter, I visit critical ends page. Uh-huh. That, Where else? Uh, yeah. One more? Uh, please. When I'm logged on to Facebook, <laughs> and I'm looking for 14-year-old girls to stalk. Wait, what? I like to stop by first. What's the last part? I'm logged on to Facebook. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. I thought, wait, what? Nothing, Ryan. I'm logged on as you on Facebook looking for 14-year-old girls. Oh, wait, wait a minute. How, wait, but, oh. right. Do you like my wiener? I'm Ryan. <laughs> Send... Oh, I Let's would have phrased that differently. That. Oh, I have a message. <laughs> is this a circle one? I don't know what to say. Um, Dear Logan, this is me. Stop pretending to be me. Signed, 14-year gold, crossed out, Ryan. <laughs> oh, he's pulled his trick on me in the past. Yeah. <laughs> I better call the police on myself. Um, <laughs> no, uh, we're also on Facebook as well. You can like us on there, which I recommend you do. I recommend it too. Um, so next week, True Grits, we're kind of a week behind here, but we'll get back, we'll get it back up to speed here, don't worry everybody. 
I'm excited about True Grit. I I think um, one of the I'll apologize for this show because the first Tron is one of those movies I kind of seen so many times. I just expect everyone to know I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm coming into both versions of True Grit not knowing anything. Uh, mm-hmm. So this will be. I'm sure I'll have some nasty words of wisdom. Oh, uh, to, say, to say about uh, the, about the film in general. But who knows? I'm I'm very excited to see. Uh, like I think this might be my first full John Wayne movie, Ryan. Yeah, I'm not a big John Wayne enthusiast. So I mean, I, I'm not a big John Wayne. I don't know much about it. Maybe I'll become one after I see this. Right, right. I'm always uh, the, the most. I think you and I know about John Wayne is his uh, his, his bit in Gremlins Two. <laughs> That's probably accurate. So, oh, and his yeah. all those great pretzel commercials he did in the late nineties. That's right. And how when I used to have, uh, I had my video too long at Hollywood Video, <laughs> they would call me and John Wayne would tell me that it was overdue. Do you remember that? I do remember that. Yeah. Anyway, what a terrible uh, campaign. Yes, they really were. Be kind, uh, but, uh, no, I'm also I also get really excited about uh, whenever a new Coen Brothers film rolls out. Yeah. Um, and so this is this seems like a good one. It seems like a good uh, not companion to a serious man, like an exact opposite. Um, that one was. This is like going back to like, to like their No Country for Old Men type thing, right? Indeed. Uh, shoot 'em up. Indeed. Pow, pow. And we'll shoot 'em up on the next episode of Critical End. Next time on Critical End. You oh. shot me up. <laughs> oh God. Should get a message for fourteen-year-old girl, Ryan. There's a lot of blood here. The picture looks like you in a wig. It's me in a wig. I'll reply anyway. <laughs> Just to be safe. Can't, <laughs> can't be too careful around here. Chance. What does he mean by that? <laughs> oh, I'm still shot up too. <laughs> anyway, worst day ever. All right. Next week on Cricklet. Are you back at work? Yes, yeah, I went back today. Oh, have fun. Thanks, I'm trying. I'm like, fun police, you're here, you're all under arrest. <laughs> he just starts sobbing. <laughs> What's wrong with Logan? This job's not what it used to be. <laughs> it used to be just like this. Shut up. <laughs> arrest those kids over there for having too much fun. Okay. You didn't used to work here, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this is never my job before. <laughs> Get back to shoveling crap, I'm sitting at home still. You're the worst zookeeper ever. (laughs) The worst zookeeper ever would be a pretty good name for a children's book. I I was actually about to say the same thing. I was like, Ryan, better go children's book here. I did. I didn't go banned. (laughs) Not a amateur. When you are an established writer and or a celebrity. Done and done. And all of a sudden you pump out a children's book. Is that a cop out? No, you just have kids or whatever. No, no, no. Even if you don't have kids. If you're just like, Weird, I like kids. No, if you're like, um, uh, I just wrote a children's book. I had some time, and I thought there was an important message to say, so I wrote this children's book. To say. <laughs> well, if you I say it I, that way, well, <laughs> and I'm Logan Lee, and I'm uh, uh, Logan W. Lee, and uh, <laughs> my children's book it's about <laughs> elephants and a candy party. Uh, chapter one. Oh, you <laughs> sir, we <laughs> we do not ask you to read the book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, but I'm Logan W. I charge for that W as well. Can't get enough Super Sugar Chris. Logan <laughs> W. Lee. Oh, excuse me. Are you a 14-year-old girl by any chance? <laughs> no, I'm... Uh. <laughs>
Come to the store, sir. I wrote this book just for 14-year-old girls, and uh, it's a Dr. Seuss book. Uh, you did not write that. Well, it's a rough time for a girl, and uh, <laughs> this guy's a creep. But all the places she will go. This is just a Dr. Seuss. You just put a new cover on this. It's you and a 14-year-old girl. It's one of the creepiest things I've ever seen. This is disgusting. Like you as a bookstore owner. I don't even know what I am. I'm a talk show guy bookstore owner. <laughs> yeah. You let me on the talk show, and then you realize what I'm doing. I didn't read ahead. I just thought you were a nice old guy. This is the worst. You put little hearts above all your eyes. I want to do a talk show where every guest I berate them for being a terrible guest. <laughs> this is just the worst episode of my show. Here's your problem as I see it, okay? <laughs> this is just the worst episode of my show. Right. You blame them for bringing your show down. If, yeah, I mean, it's not like I I'm insulting. Tomorrow. It's your fault. You understand <laughs> that, right? Yeah, it's not like I'm telling them they're bad people. It's just like they're just not appropriate for my show at all. But no one is. <laughs> yeah. Not even yourself. No. It's so disgusting to yourself sometimes they replace you. I feel icky all over. <laughs>